0: To films with the women in my life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hey guys. And tonight we also have our special guest on, our first special guest, and our first uh, male co-host, uh, my brother Griffin. Hey everyone. Yes, I am the first male co-host, which is very exciting. Yes, yeah, very Just exciting. Just a
1: bunch of guys now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jess is now outnumbered. It's it's gone from the women in my life to the women and br- and the brother in my.
2: Yeah, my you have to change the title
0: now. You have to completely change everything. Yeah, the whole show's shot now. We're, we've, we've jumped the shark at episode 12 mm-hmm. or whatever we're on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so tonight we will be reviewing Pet Cemetery, Not the one from the 80s that looks kind of cheesy. The new one that looks kind of uh, cheesy. So, um... <laughs> I'll give a quick summary of the plot, and then we can all go into uh, the ratings and how we do things here. So, uh, based on the seminal horror novel by Stephen King, Pet Sematary Falls Dr. Lewis Creed, played by Jason Clark, uh, who after relocating with his wife Rachel, played by Amy Simitz, and their two young children from Boston to rural Maine, they discover a mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near the family's new home. When tragedy strikes, Lewis turns to his unusual neighbor, Jud Crandall, played by John Lithgow, uh, setting off a perilous chain reaction that unleashes an unfathomable evil with horrific consequences. And that is a pretty good summary. I, uh, I was going to
1: say there are horrific consequences. That's a good way to put it.
0: <laughs> yeah, some very really interesting
2: choices made by these characters. I would say.
0: Yes, um, I've, I've we've praised movies like uh, Us in the past for their realistic choices of what the characters would actually do in these situations, um, and we will see if that is the case for Pet Cemetery, if it falls into some of the pratfalls of typical horror films, or if it rises above. Um, this is a movie, and it's uh, the first major effort by directors Kevin, I believe his name is pronounced Kolsch, Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Weidmer. Uh, no other major features that I saw uh, A couple small indie movies uh, and shorts They do the TV series Scream They've directed a few episodes But this is, for all intents and purposes, their directorial debut um, And I, I said earlier, there's an 80s movie uh, That this is not. Ba- it's based on the story by Stephen King originally But another 80s adaptation was made uh, Have either of you seen that?
1: negative
2: i
0: heard about it and
2: one of my friends from home in Maine actually read the book but i know just like the basic details nothing like huge there's there's some major differences but we can get into this later
0: yeah i think there's definitely um some di- i mean there are differences from the book uh i knew the story going in it sounds like you did too uh griffin jess as you know the basic story going in or were you pretty pretty blind
1: no i thought it was about a cat
0: you thought it was about a cat, okay? Uh, it's uh, part of it is kind of about a cat. It's um, it's not exactly the, the the simplest way to. All right, so um, we're gonna go into spoiling this now. Um, if you haven't seen it, still in theaters for another week or two, probably. Uh, check it out, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna go into how we rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life, and that's on four, four criteria: the plot, the characters. The visual, sound, and the overall resonance and feel of a film. So, based on these four criteria, I will start with our guest, Griffin. What did you think of the plot of Pet Cemetery?
2: I gave the plot a two point five. It's kind of low because I'm. I, it was felt like a typical horror movie to me. It was more of a like they had to go do this specific duty. They had to go to this tribe, tribal area where they're going to the actual pet cemetery. But then there was like, there wasn't really much of a, I didn't feel like a huge story. The best part of the story was where the the mom introduced the, tra- the trauma that they had back then with Zelda. That was the best part. But there was no real huge, I didn't find it very interesting for like as a plot wise.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. It was pretty conventional. I think the Zelda part, um, <laughs> that also could be my favorite. Zelda's the sister of the mom, and we'll we see some flashbacks with her later on. But uh, Jess, what did you think of the plot of Pet Sematary? I
1: gave it a three. I agree with Griffin. It's kind of like your typical scary movie. I actually thought the part about Zelda was pretty distant from the movie. I don't think, like, I think they could have made the sister actually look like a sister, so it kind of held home more instead of the sister was basically the zombie that was just stuck in bed. So I thought that was a little distant from the plot just cuz it seemed so far fetched.
2: Yeah, she looked really decrepit.
0: Yeah, she had um I can't remember the name of the disease. It's a real disease, although I don't know if it makes you look quite that decrepit, but it's a it's some sort of spinal disorder that yeah, it it makes your all your your spine and your bones kind of curl up like that so she's bedridden. Um yeah, it's, I think that part, I think to just your point, that part's definitely distant from the rest of the plot. And yet by the end of the movie, that's, I guess that's what I find most interesting. I wish we had, I don't know if we wish we had more. I think we had the right amount. I guess by the end of it, that's what I liked the most. Um, I'm agreeing with both of you here pretty much. I'm I'm out of three uh, as well. Um, the plot's decent enough. Um, I, I And we start with uh, Lewis, who's played by um, Jason Clark. People will know him. Uh, he's, he's been in some, like, uh, period piece kind of stuff recently. He was Ted Kennedy in Chappaquiddick. Uh, Jess, did I see that with you? Is that the movie you um, fell asleep yeah, in? yeah, that
1: probably was. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was the one with <laughs> the, the lawyers, lawyers yeah, arguing in rem- the room. Well,
1: I don't remember, but I remember falling to sleep. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, uh, he's been in a horror movie, Winchester. Um, he's gonna be in the new, uh, period piece, The Aftermath. Um, so he's been around a little bit. He's done other stuff. Zero Dark Thirty, um terminator genesis oh boy um but you probably recognize him if you see him he's the dad here he plays a uh, he's a doctor um the family's moving from boston to ludlow maine uh just uh, it's like a small town out of the way and um they get a new home him and his wife his two kids ellie and gage daughter and son and their cat who's named church um and after they-
1: winston churchill
0: Yes, after Church Churchill, which is another <laughs> movie that puts you to sleep, Jess. Uh, Darkest Hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I, I definitely repressed Darkest Hour. No, there's no Gary Oldman talk <laughs> in, in Pest Cemetery. Um, so the, they start off at the beginning. Ellie stumbles across these kids walking with masks. I think if anyone's seen the trailers, this is the part they've seen. These kids are walking with masks on. They're, they have a dead dog. And they go to this graveyard uh, called the Pet Cemetery, spelled with an S, not a C. And um, they—that is, this is where we first run into Judd Crandall, uh, John Lithgow's character. Uh, You'll you know John Lithgow if you see him. He's in—he's been in movies for you know thirty plus years, from from Harry and the Hendersons all the way up to uh, dramas like he was in um, what's that Jessica Chastain movie? We were like Do You have Miss Sloane? He's in that. He's in Daddy's Home too. Uh, so oh, he's critically <laughs> acclaimed.
1: Yeah, so a very versatile character.
0: Yeah, he's a or he's a, a great character actor and probably my favorite character in here. And you know, while we're at the characters, the only other character we really get is Pascal, who is this kid at the at the uh, at the college that. Um... That Lewis is the doctor at, and he gets hit by a car, and he's all fucked up. He's all sorts of bad. Uh, his whole face is like torn off, and like. His brain was like outside of his body. The brain was yeah, on the so outside. He
1: already looked like a zombie going into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like we meet him on a stretcher. They're going to, you know, take him out, and try to help him. You know, he's going to die. He's destroyed. Um, and he does die like right there in the office with um with just with Lewis and then he comes back to life temporarily not really but in like a weird dream where um he's like warning him that what does he say he's like the gates open or something like that
1: yeah i think he's kind of just letting um lewis know that something's going to happen and don't fall for it
2: I wasn't the hugest big fan of this part because I was I was it was confusing why like they just possessed this random kid that died I don't know they didn't take him to like the pet cemetery or anything he's just this random kid that came up to like warn the audience that something bad is just gonna go down.
1: Yeah, it's kind of just like a premonition of what's gonna happen to the movie.
0: Yeah. in the story originally, I think this is the the same character that is kind of like this, you know, not shadow of death per se, but like it, it's it's the similar kind of setup we have here. But I mean, that's all of our characters. We spend most of the movie with Lewis, uh, his daughter, Ellie, um, and then to a lesser extent, his wife uh, and uh, his wife, Rachel, and John Lithgow's character, uh, Judd. Um, so uh, the characters, Jess, what do you think of the characters in this movie?
1: So I gave them a three as well. I didn't particularly really find one outstanding and I didn't really hate one. I would say Judd was probably my favorite and I think he's probably most people's favorites. I think um, so too, yeah. Yeah, watching the trailer, I really thought he was going to be the antagonist or like that creepy old guy in the woods that kind of guards the cemetery or has been there for years. But he actually is um, a friend and a really good friend. So he actually oh, is he's someone
0: a, He's an okay friend. We'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> but Oh uh... well, yeah,
1: he I think he had good intentions. So he's a good friend and um he kind of introduces the pet cemetery to everyone. But I mean other characters like the mom, I think she was just kind of like your typical mom, nothing I really liked, nothing I really hated. Um, I like the dad. I mean he you could tell he had a good heart and he was kind of oblivious to everything, but also if his daughter dies, you can't really blame him there. So I don't know. I don't have anything particularly to say about it, but yeah, Judd was my favourite.
0: What did you think, Griffin?
2: Uh, I gave the characters actually a 2, which is not not good at all, because I did not like Clark's <laughs> Which is not good at all. <laughs> Thank you for Because I really that. did not like Clark's character, The Dad dad was, I, I thought his, just his motivations for everything was kind of weird, because I understand, like, his daughter was it, but after what he saw with the cat, like, I would expect him to know that things weren't gonna, gonna come the same way that it was before.
1: I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt.
2: And I was just
1: thinking one like, day movie, He
2: changed so quickly from like being like this like loving parent to like all these. Kids. It's just, he, he's kind of a psychopath at the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the other characters? Other I did. That? I like the
2: mom actually a lot because I did like her story, like the whole backstory, and she she was completely terrified of the girl when she came back to life, which is which was probably my favorite part of the movie. Cause there was,
0: was, cause she already ha- she, it's like reliving
2: the same experience, but with her own daughter, which is really like, good, like character development.
0: So. Yeah. I, um, I definitely, so I'm kind of in between you guys. It's not high for me either. I'm even in a two five. Um, I like the Judd character. Um, he's just, every time he's on screen, I want more of him. He's like, you know, you feel safe when he's on screen. It's like, he's been out through all this before. And like, he's the one who you can, he's the only one, you know, you can trust. Oh kind of we'll get to that in a second but um i'm with griffin in that uh jason clark's lewis character is probably my least favorite of the leads he is i don't i you're right i don't quite understand why uh, his motivation is fuzzy i mean it's not fuzzy in the fact like what he wants is cl-
2: yeah like, what he wants you understand is clear. what he wants
0: at the end but but his means of getting it and he knows this can only be bad. That's the thing is, he knows the means will be bad. It's been proven already, and he chooses to do it anyway, and then it's bad. Kind of like like, <laughs> like, like. What do you expect? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and um, uh, the mom's fine. Uh, she doesn't really do anything to me. I think her story is more interesting than her character itself. Um, kids are fine. The, the son is nothing, really, to me. The daughter's Good when she's the daughter. I'm going to say not so good when she's the zombie character. Like acting-wise fully... or? Oh, I'm talking acting-wise. Character-wise, I mean, they're kids. They're whatever. They're meant to be. I thought she did a good job can. for
2: like being a kid. I thought she was really good for
0: being that young and being able to act pretty well. I thought she was a good kid. I thought she yeah. was a bad zombie. I don't think no, I didn't yeah, buy wasn't... her. I didn't buy her as this menacing coming back. To, like, not enough anyway. Maybe a little bit, but it was, you know, eh. It didn't really hit home for me there. Um, Yeah, at the the
2: beginning, it wasn't really... When she came back to life for the first time, it wasn't really that intimidating to me. It's just like she was there and kind of just moping around.
0: Yeah, so we're burying the lead a little bit here. We're talking about the coming back to life thing. The whole crux of the movie is the uh, cat church. Pretty early on, gets hit by a car. Uh, Louis has to hide it from Ellie so that she's not sad that her cat died. Um, So then uh, this is when Judd does something that... I don't quite understand. Assuming the character knows what he does, and he's like, "Oh, you really love that cat? Well, follow me." And they fall, and they go way far in the woods, like crazy far <laughs> into the woods. They're they're going through like swamps, like the landscapes changing. Like I don't really know. Do
2: they hear all those weird <laughs> noises that sound like dragons in it. But you know, it's in yeah.
1: within 52 acres because that's the land that they own, and apparently, they own a whole pet cemetery.
0: That's true. They do own 52 acres. I guess it's possible they own an entire swamp and mountain range <laughs> in addition to a cemetery. But um, they get to the top of this mountain in the woods, and he's like, just bury the cat and put these rocks on it. And that's what they do. And then they leave. And then the cat comes back to life, but it's still all scraggly and gross, like it was just dead. Um, and it starts acting like aggressively. Um, it's, you know, it's scratch, it scratches Ellie, which it's never done before. It's doing, and there's some good, or good, if you like them, uh, jump scares where the cat leads you around the house and into dark corners. And you run into like the, the dead, um, what's his name? Uh, Pascal. You run into him giving warnings like, Oh, I told you not to, to bury, bury the things there or whatever the hell he says. (laughs) Um, so you get some of that for a while, um, but back to Judd's motivation. Uh, Jess, what did you think of his like motivation here? Because we know he's buried his own dog back there before and it's come back to life, you know, nasty. Just, how can you reconcile this with his choices?
1: So, I mean, he did say, like, the dog was always a mean dog to begin with. So he didn't really think too much about him coming back nasty. And he was like, oh, it's just a cat. It was a nice cat. I don't... I kind of... I honestly believe his intentions were to um just to please Ali and not make her sad anymore I don't think he really thought anything completely terrible was going to happen just to this cat
0: I guess maybe not like what I thought like this is what I thought I thought the way um John Lithgow played this character is completely you're supposed to be on his side and trust him and at no point in the movie do you think he's nefarious in any way that he's you know evil and controlled by the pet cemetery or like he's um or he has his own motivations. Like at no point do you he really felt like think a tour guide. He's not like a tour he's not like guide guiding you through like the story. Kind of it felt like. Through. Oh yeah, he's um yeah he's the character. He gives some nice exposition so you understand what's going on because he's been there before and these are new characters. It's a it's a nice storytelling choice. Um, but his like we, we find out the dog is pretty early on. We find out later on in a weird scene that his wife was he also buried his wife in the pet cemetery assuming she also came back and was evil and whatever. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and guess that it didn't end well. Cause it's not like when we meet John Lithgow, <laughs> his wife is there all rotting. And, like, and this is my wife. She's fine. Everything's great. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like we, we, fi- you know, if, if it was just the dog, and we find out the dog is mean when he came back, okay, fine, I can kind of buy that. When we find out his wife was buried there, and definitely came back, and he definitely had a killer with, I'm assuming, the handgun he keeps loaded in the uh, drawer by his like, uh, by his like, n- not by his nightstand, but like by his couch in the living room. You know, I just think his reveal to of the pet cemetery was mismotivated.
1: I didn't. I don't think I fully put together that he put his wife there because I know at the very end, like his wife's face shows up in um, Ellie's body when Ellie's basically trying to kill him. But I thought that was just to reveal that Jug actually wasn't like the friendly character as we thought that he um, killed his wife or was mean to his wife. I thought his wife actually didn't get sick, but he Peter or something like that.
0: Oh, so you bought in that he wasn't. He didn't bury her in the pet cemetery to bring her back. You bought in that she was suffering at his hands and mm-hmm. that he, he really wasn't a good guy. Interesting. Huh? That's, mm. uh, I don't know I what the, er- like what did you say? I didn't think about it like that. I just,
2: that's, that's that an interesting point. Cause I, I, I thought of it just as generically, she went to buried her back and then she came back and then.
0: That's what I would have said. I was... mean, if Jess, if your interpretation is what the text originally says, like Stephen King wrote, then it's much better for me. It makes, you know, it's still not I, airtight, but it makes more sense. If, um, for, cause then his motivations are more nefarious because he was mean to his wife. And also he didn't bury her in the cemetery and have her come back and deal with all this before in the past. So that, I think if that's true, if that's true, then that's a stronger point. But yeah, the reading of the movie, I, I thought, I thought it was that, um, he had brought her back before because, you know, he wanted to bring her back. But, um, I guess I, uh, you know, it's not made perfectly clear, I guess. Yeah,
1: and I think this uh, movie has a lot of open questions, like, for example, Ellie's skull was stapled back together. It doesn't really show <laughs> what happened between her being buried and her coming back, what that whole transformation was.
0: That's interesting. Griffin, you had that problem, too. Yeah, I did.
2: That was that was a huge problem with me. Also, uh, <laughs> John said that, uh, that he thought it was going to be different this time when he buried churches and they thought he would be different like it wouldn't come back as a demon cat instead so yeah was, he was I think like the really the re- real motivation cuz he thought he'd just make her ha- make Ellie happy make her happy
0: yeah he thought i mean he thought oh maybe the dog was just mean and like again hard to buy but okay fine you bury a dog it comes back and it's not a demon sure i, I buy that but um <laughs> uh so we talk about ellie coming back ellie dies as as is obvious um in the original text it is not ellie who dies it's the son gage who dies um they're playing in the road and um you see a, uh well first you see um church walking back the cat. Uh, mm. Uh, mm. Lewis tried to get rid of him. Like th- He was going to euthanize him, but he couldn't bring himself to do it. Um, so he dropped him off far away and left him. But the cat's coming back. He's walking down the road. They're having like a party at the at their house, like a housewarming party or a birthday party something like that. Um, yeah, it was Ellie's birthday party. It was Ellie's birthday party, and Ellie and Gage are both playing the road. Great, perfectly convenient that no other kids or adults are out there, mm-hmm. just the two very small children. <laughs> but fine, yeah, <laughs> we can move that past that. Um, and this, you know. I don't know why they don't really explain it, but there are always trucks hitting people in this town. Like we get earlier on, isn't what, that what Maine yeah,
1: is no, about? The just guy truck had a drivers. Dream that the
2: truck was gonna hit, like was was about to hit
0: the guy. Remember when that Clark's character was about
2: to get hit by that truck when he was in the car?
0: Yeah, that he, he was. Just there was the an car. intersection and a truck almost hit him there. And earlier on, Pascal, the, the the guy who's missing half his face and the brain's exposed, he got hit by a truck. Like that's how he died. So it's it's. <laughs> I mean, Griffin and I—we both lived in Maine for a large part of our life, and we didn't. There were not nearly this many. There eight. weren't sixteen wheelers going
2: everywhere and just running people over. Yeah, it wasn't.
0: It wasn't. Uh, yeah, that's not super common. Maybe, maybe in a different part of Maine, but um, whatever. The uh, Lewis comes out, saves the kid, the the a gauge, but isn't able to save Ellie, who's like kind of entranced by entranced by her uh, cat Church coming back. Um, So the truck hits her, throws her off the road. We don't see any blood, including when we go around. There's no blood. He finds her body intact. I mean, I'm assuming if an 18-wheeler just smashes into an 8-year-old that... She's going to fucking splatter, but no, she's... <laughs> yeah, I
2: was going to say, that was, really weird. That, that was really weird for me during the movie, because I was like, oh, it just lo- she looks perfectly fine. Like, yeah, she, and then the, you see the mom, scratches. like,
1: all crinkled up, like, not wanting to go near her, so I'm like, oh, I guess the mom got a look of, like, her daughter, like, just got out of a blender or something.
0: Yeah, but then we go <laughs> and see her, and no, she's she's not even, she doesn't even have a nosebleed. She's just laying there in the bushes. Like, why wouldn't the mom run over and, like, cradle her, or, like, bring her... Uh, or, like, yeah,
1: her- I thought that was a little weird, too
0: she was passed on the street like distraught or whatever yeah i, I mean yeah she's a hysterical woman from the 1950s like it's it's not like like it's it's a little ridiculous but fine we can yeah. another another little not a big thing but i think we can move past they have this uh the funeral it's open casket so we see her f- completely fine body no like not even scratches like no no major marks all limbs intact like um,
2: and then the other kid got wrecked by the truck. I mean the Yeah, the yeah we already have a precedent that
0: trucks wreck Tru- a truck hit the cat too. I think we said that earlier. A truck hit everybody. Like trucks just kill people all yeah, over the was, place. Everyone was like
2: bleeding all over the place and then you see this girl and got hit by the truck and then she's perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, the the 19-year-old uh, guy who's like probably like 5'10" gets his entire face ripped off by a truck. But we got we got this eight year old girl and she she doesn't even have a scratch like she's just fine. Exactly. She has like a cheek bruise. Um, but um, so he gets so uh, they bury her. Um, the family's distraught. Uh, uh, Gage and Rachel go home to Boston with her parents, and we all know what's coming now. Uh, Lewis is left alone in the house. Um, he drugs his neighbor uh, Judd uh so like knock him out i thought did you guys think he was killing him i thought he was killing him. i thought he was dead
2: I, I thought he killed him and then they, so he wouldn't have to like relive any of it like so he wouldn't like so when she came back he wouldn't have to deal with judd anymore that's okay. yeah i thought it was to keep the pet
0: cemetery hidden so that no one else yeah. would know about it that's what i thought but
1: yeah i thought so too
0: but no i mean he knocks him out judd, judd wakes up later in the movie but he drags He just
1: roofies him Yeah, he just
0: roofies Judd and uh, throws a blanket on him, and uh, he goes and uh, digs up uh, Ellie's body, takes it to the pet cemetery, buries it, and then we get about a 45-minute scene of him walking throughout the house hearing scary oh noises God. and yeah. that's... That, that was such a terrible scene for me i hated
2: it. It, was, it was it was just it was they were walking around the street i mean there was like creaks and all these noises but then it was just it was it was way too long for me
0: <laughs> so yeah before we actually get the reveal that ellie has come back from the dead and the only way it shows that she's back is that her dress is dirty and one of her eyes is a little wonky like that's her that's her back from the dead um, so, I mean, we talked a little bit about, like, yeah, how it's set up with the long, drawn-out, like, building up to a jump-scare kind of scenes, but I think they're kind of long, but, um, visual and sound-wise, what did you think, Jess?
1: Um, I gave it a 2.5. I think there could have been a lot more improvement with Ellie coming back from the dead. Like, like you said, she was just dirty and her eye was weird. I think you could have done a lot more to emphasize that or actually... Maybe have, like, some sort of story behind it that kind of captures the audience a little bit more. And all she really was was just questionable and, um, destructive. Like, there wasn't anything about her going to hell and what she's... I mean, there was a little bit, but I don't know. I think there could have been a lot more backstory there, um... And really, I guess more of the visual of her actually being a dead zombie. What did hit home was the pet cemetery itself. I liked how eerie and creepy that was, and how big it was, and just the fog everywhere. That was really cool. But other Are you talking than that, about the, um, the mountain? too much.
0: Are you talking about the mountain they? Bring yeah, so into? up. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: up up above where they buried them. Um, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, the mountain was good. I, I what I really liked was the pet cemetery, like the front of the pet cemetery, the little the little sign crossed, and then the little um, you know pet graves that are like ha- that are all in like wood, and they have like f- dead flowers on them, and then there's that big uh, pile of uh, sticks in the back. Um, to prevent people from going over, you know, to the real pet cemetery in the mountain. I think all that works pretty well. Um, but I, yeah, in the end, I also gave it a 2.5. The scenes that lead to jump scares, which I've already a Record. I'm not a fan of jump scares. I think they're cheap. I think you can make anyone. I think you can make anyone jump by making everything really quiet, crescendoing music, and then quiet for two seconds, and then a loud bang and something scary on the screen. I think it's just. It's very. It's so formulaic, and it's you know, of course you're gonna go. Oh, judge, oh you got me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like like it's just Ugh. not it's not a, to me it's not very earned it's a, it's it's a little lazy uh, and there's just a lot of that here and a lot of it's just drawn out so long jason clark probably walks about half hour of this movie is jason clark walking at half a mile per hour around his house in the night with bare feet oh when he was walking
2: down the stairs that was that was the worst because he was walking like he was taking one step at a time and it took him like at least like a minute to
0: get down the stairs yeah, and like <laughs> I mean, get back to the question of decisions. It's a horror movie. I mean, we knew we we're in a horror movie. The characters don't, but like, you're he, there's no lights. Like he and he's walking and creaking, and you know he's following zombie cat into the basement where he hears like weird like like um, shuddering sounds from that dark corner. Like I don't know. It's just it's 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 kind of tropey, and um, it doesn't it's not executed particularly well. And, and I'm notoriously a good grader for visual and sound, and this. Uh, yeah, two five. It's it's on par, if not a little below, the rest of the movie. Uh, Griffin, what would you think?
2: I give it a three because I actually I like the sounds. Like the the visuals are really bad. Like I didn't like the how all the zombies looked. They were all looked kind of normal. They kind of looked like people, just regular people, but they didn't really have any. They're just wrong dirty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how you look, but just dirty. The only person dirty. that looks really weird was
2: Zelda because she had that weird disease. Oh yeah, too. so let's
1: yeah. Zelda looked weirder as yeah, a Zelda normal was person.
0: Way
2: than than she would have as a zombie. Zo- so let's talk about that because we- that was the scary. That was the scariest part of I, the movie. I agree. Um, right, you, uh, when we were watching the movie, you you missed the, uh, the probably the scariest part for me at least. It was uh, to to the bathroom, when j- yeah. the mom was walking towards the the bathroom cabinet. And she opens it, and then it's the little, like, drawer where Zelda falls into, and it just shows her body as she, like, falls into it. Yeah,
0: I think, um, so th- I'm going to agree with you guys there. Zelda is the creepiest character in this movie, and she's not even a zombie. She's just a deformed human, and, uh, and uh, that's what we haven't really talked about as far as the story. Throughout this movie, uh, we get flashbacks to the mom, uh, Rachel, her sister, older sister, it looks like, Gets the spinal disease where she's bedridden. She's really, really thin, and her bones are all jagged. She's pale and sweaty, and it's and they sh- the way they shoot it there. I think that's the best visual of the movie. Yeah. Is,
1: so she looks like that's the why zombie. I it a decent grade
0: for visuals, because I, I thought like it was yeah. part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, like she looked like the zombie. <laughs> and yeah, I, I agree, Griffin. That's the best part. Um, that's the scariest part to me. That's the most really scary part. That's not just like slow, slow, quiet silent jump scare like that like Zoda is horrifying and like I, I i mean me personally body hair and she made all these weird na-
2: breathing noises and she's like yeah and
1: she even talks like she was possessed or scared too not like she was just a sick person she was just even like vengeful
0: yeah no she and that's the thing is they make her out as this like jealous person who's who hates her little sister who's um who's uh, Rachel because she's like I'm normal she's normal she You're can normal walk. but I'm not yeah exactly and um <laughs> so this is another change from the the book I think originally Rachel dies from malnutrition uh but in this it's a much more effective choice um uh -hmm. or not rachel uh um zelda rachel is afraid of bringing food up to zelda because she's so horrifying looking i would be too if that were
1: (laughs) i I know that's what you look like growing up
0: just leave the house and like let her die there because i'm oh yeah griffin if that's what you look like growing up i would never give you shit like i would you would be dead like it's terrifying (laughs) horrifying same here Same Same here. (laughs) we get the point um so (laughs) so uh they uh he, instead of going up to feed her, she puts her food in the, uh, what is it, the dumbwaiter, and uh, has, like, a little pulley, th- or not a pulley, but she hits a button, and it takes the food up to her, but her parents always tell her not to use it, because it jams, and it jams here, and we hear, oh, and this is the sound we hear throughout the mo- movie, is Zelda, like, wheezing, and, like, pulling her body across mm-hmm. the floor, and it's, like, this horrible dragging sound, and then we hear her open the dumbwaiter and fall into the dumbwaiter, and, um, uh, Rachel opens the thing, and her fucking crumpled up dead sister is laying there, with her dead <laughs> eyes staring at her. And that shit is terrifying. That is so fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Yeah, I was
2: just I would, I would, I would immediately, if I was a kid, I would be running, and I would just wouldn't.
0: Oh I would... <laughs> no, I, I don't think I could like live in that house again. Like it, I would have major problems, and that's a good recurring thing. <laughs> is um, you see, you hear like whenever Rachel's alone in rooms. And that's why she has a problem with death and the daughter dying and all kinds of heaven and hell questions that come up in the movie. She's just always seeing these or hearing her sister creaking above her and seeing these images of her. And that's what we get here. It's just
2: ominous feeling the entire movie. And that's why I really like the whole subplot. It it felt like a subplot to me.
0: Yeah, it's definitely the the subplot. Barely a subplot. It doesn't get enough screen time. It probably only gets five or ten minutes of screen time. But... That's, I, it, it deserved a little more explaining, but like, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> so we get, uh, so uh, yeah, so we, uh Lewis taking care of Ellie, zombie Ellie, um, and Rachel and Gage come home, and he's like, hug, hug your daughter, Rachel. H- hug, <laughs> hug, hug your daughter. And her <laughs> eyes all wonky so Rachel's and like, dirty, fuck no. And she looks horrible, and she's like Crying because she's terrified because she's crying and she's like hysterical. She's like, I'm not touching yeah. my and Yeah, the girl just like, <laughs> she's like, oh. I don't
1: know what that is, but that is not my daughter,
0: yeah, exactly. Like, you could tell, like, she was fucking dead, and yeah, it, it's it's sad Um, and uh, so we get this horrifying f- like flashback where now Rachel is or not a flashback, but like a dream sequence where Rachel is now all deformed like her sister was and trapped in the bed and sweating, and then her sister is like, like, fucking like. Creep walking into the room and like laughing at her and being all all y Oh, that is a good that that is probably. I mean, that was a good, that's a good scene. That whole that whole Rachel Zelda subplot, I really I really did like a lot. Um,
1: See, but- I, I think they could have brought more to it. I don't know. I found it was disconnected.
2: It did feel it did feel like forced to me a little because it didn't feel like it was part of like the actual. I feel like they kind of just threw it in there because yeah, and I, I think, it wasn't put in there right.
0: And I think if it was an added subplot that I I knew, I mean, I guess going in, I knew that that was a subplot and that was in the original story. That was in the 1980s movie too. Zelda's a character that's always in the story, um, but yeah, I mean, the way they do it here, it definitely feels a little. Ancillary, but I think it makes Rachel's character without that subplot. Rachel's character is really, you know, not much of anything. Like, she's basically, yeah, and she's like no, the useless mom. really helps her character. Yeah, she's though. like a scary, weenie mom. Like, that's but, but with the Zelda subplot her, and the whole complex issue of her feeling responsible for her sister's death and also being terrified of her. I mean, I can feel all that, and that, that really comes through. Um, and speaking of feel, uh, the overall uh, feel and resonance of this movie, uh, Griffin, what do you <laughs> give it?
2: I, I also gave it a three, and I thought it was, overall, it was a decent movie for a horror movie, because I'm not the hugest fan of horror movies. Like, the jump scares, the jump scares are way too cliche, and all of the... The uh, scary when the sound gets really quiet and you know something's going to come out of nowhere, but you're just waiting until it happens. It's going to get you every time. And but yeah, I thought it was well done for like uh, another Stephen King adaptation. I thought it was decent, though.
0: Yeah, Jess, what'd you think?
1: Yeah, I gave it a three. Um, I really love scary movies, but I didn't hit this one home. I thought it was just kind of like I probably thought had higher expectations going into it than what it actually was. Yeah, you
0: d- You were the one who was. I think out of all of our, uh, all of us here, you were you definitely the most excited. Yeah,
1: and one. I don't know, it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. It was just kind of like your average Stephen King movie, like Griffin said. So yeah, I gave it three.
0: I think we're all fans of it here. Oh, no, yeah, yes, it's okay. probably my before, favorite. Before horror we movies. give our final <laughs> recommendation, it's it's a great <laughs> horror movie. It is a really good horror movie, um, and this is um well we'll get to that uh so uh, yeah i'm i'm on board with you guys i'm giving it a two five honestly without the zelda subplot it's like a one five yeah i don't i really don't care about anybody as far as like actually care about anybody except for how rachel feels about zelda and that whole thing um i don't care about the kids i definitely don't care about the dad um i like (laughs) judd i like judd as the neighbor but i don't i mean I feel bad for him, but like, I don't yeah, know. I feel I just, bad
2: for John during the entire movie, and I was like, "Oh, uh, he just needs to leave. Like he—he's around this terrible place. He could have been so much better off if he went somewhere
0: else." No, he just wanted to live where his dead wife and dog came back to life and tried to kill him. He was like, "You know what? Yeah, I could move, too. but uh, <laughs> I would just rather kind just of like your
1: county that's always
0: there." That's the thing. it's like it's him that's really close by, and then their house, and then no one else around for a huge amount of space and then the (laughs) town is like you know a couple miles away or whatever but um yeah it's it's a two five just because um you know for the most part it's weak but there are a few moments like we gushed about that zelda uh rachel stuff so it's got some moments um but overall it's not uh you know, it's not it, I mean I, Griffin and I saw it a week ago. It's it hasn't stuck too much, a couple scenes, but for the most part it's uh No, yeah, some a few scenes that were really nice, but like it did I would I would never see it again with like my own money. <laughs> so we've got um <laughs> No. <laughs> with my own money. Yeah, you're you're looking at Stubbs member yeah. and I can get uh, discounts and stuff. I used um, I saw it, you know, Burn, burn paid for me, so you
2: know. Oh,
1: <laughs> what a nice brother.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 the anti Zelda. I'm uh, I'm actually uh, <laughs> So, um, we get to the end here, uh, possessed Ellie is going crazy, she, uh, kills, uh, she kills poor Jet. uh, sorry, Jed, Judd, um, we get the weird scene where the Ellie becomes his wife, and she gives this weird speech about, like, uh, everyone you bury in the pet cemeteries, uh, we're all suffering forever, and you did this to us, and now you're gonna, you're gonna die too. Like, you know, whatever. It's something like that. And um, so she kills Judd. She goes after the family. She kills Rachel. Um, not before she's able to get Gage to uh, Louis. Uh, um, so uh, G- Louis puts the, the kid Gage in the car. They go out to have a final showdown um, with uh, with Ellie. But somehow in this time, Ellie has dragged Rachel's body back to the Pet cemetery. Buried her I in the appropriate normal. manner. <laughs> yeah. ba- it, fine. Buried her in the appropriate manner with the rocks. And then Rachel's corpse has walked all the way back so that when uh, Jason Clark's Lewis is about to kill um, his zombie daughter, daughter Ellie, Rachel comes back resurrected and kills Lewis, her husband. And then <laughs> Rachel and Ellie drag Lewis into the pet cemetery. And now they're a zombie family. And the last shot we get is the three zombie <laughs> family people, uh, going to take Gage from the car that they locked him in, the little kid. So, uh, that's how we end. Uh, I did like how it ended. Zombie. I
1: thought that was a little clever. You just hear, like, the car unlock, and so, you, you hear
2: the little, yep.
0: And that's, uh, a <laughs> that's not the original ending. The original ending does not have, uh, everyone, um, becoming zombies, I guess, um, the uh, uh, Lewis actually kills. Um, well, in the original story, it's not Rachel. It's or not It's not Ellie. It's Gage. And Lewis is able to kill Gage in the original. They don't all become the zombie people. But you know, it's a. It's.
1: I think I would have liked that better
0: if uh, he actually was able to kill Ellie. I would have
2: liked it if one person escaped, like, because it feels like kind
0: of. Uh. Oh no! Everyone's yeah, because now it leads some
1: more questions. Like, what's the motivation of like people coming back to life? Is it they want to take over the living or? Is it now just kill everyone around them and put them in the cemetery too?
0: Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't would know. Fuzzy. <laughs> no. Also, I mean, we've gotten to this whole movie. Who were the kids in the masks burying the animal?
1: I know. I was about to ask that. Like, was that kind of saying that they've done another family is doing this too?
2: I don't know. There was a book. there were uh, in Judd's house. They were, they were reading some book about, and it showed the kids pictures of them all like in together it's, it's supposed to be some kind of cult but i'm not really sure like what their motivations are like what they're really doing in the yeah because
1: in like the first open in the first scene um the mom and daughter walk to the cemetery and judd's like oh they always do that don't worry about it yeah but we already <laughs> have established
0: that judd's a shaky character as far as uh what he means and motivations. Yeah, that is true yeah uh, despite seeming like the kindly neighbor uh but I mean, I I was under the impression the whole movie that the pet cemetery was a Native American burial ground. I thought they said that at some point, and that like, you know, the the land, what they say this, this the soil is spoiled or something like that. It's rotten. I can't remember the, what they what they use sour. They the ground is sour. Sour. That's what they yeah. said. Um, yeah. So I always assumed it was something supernatural. Uh, but a kids wearing masks cult that, I mean, it doesn't come back up. At one point, Ellie is wearing one of the masks, but like. But why?
1: That was right after she came back
2: from. Yeah, the that dead. was after she. Yeah. I, I, where did she get it? She just like found one, or did she like? Do you
0: get one when you come uh, back? Do you like, get and if so, if you, so, if you kind kind get like one like when you prize. come back, why are all the people who have been buried there before children? Like, cause we see Jason Clark and um and Rachel, the two of them are like none of those kids in the fourth. It would have been weird if they were all kids marching and then there's one like six foot tall guy with a mask walking <laughs> behind them. It like, would have been way better. You just see a bunch of you would just, you just see a bunch of a, ad- you see like one adult and then you just see a bunch <laughs> of kids just like walking off. I think it would have been more accurate. It's a weird choice, but um you know we're picking on it a little bit now. Um, but that's the that's.
1: I mean, there are a lot of open questions to this movie. Not of your questions get answered. So. Uh,
0: oh no, it's um, yeah. There's there's some problems. There's some questions, um, and there's some you know really good parts. So it's a, definitely a mixed bag here. And uh, I guess that leads us to the hard question, Jess. Would you recommend Pet Cemetery?
1: Hmm, I think it would be a light recommendation. I wouldn't fully force it or say you definitely should see it, but if it's a Friday night and uh, you and your friends want to see a scary movie, I would say throw it on. Like, it's not a bad idea, but probably nothing that you would come back to me and say, that was great. That scared the shit out of us. So, yeah, just a light recommend.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely no it, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> No. no, it or us. Or us. Um, Griffin, what do you think?
2: Uh, I w- probably wouldn't recommend it unless you like really like horror movies. But I wouldn't recommend it to anyone that like doesn't want to get into like the horror genre or wants to. This would not be the first movie to start watching if you want to get into that whole idea of
0: like horrors, jump scares. Ooh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I am. Uh, I'm siding with Griffin on this one. It's a not recommend for me either. Um, not a super strong, not recommend. It's kind of, it's like we talked about, it's kind of in the middle. If you love horror movies, yeah, you should probably see it. You've probably also seen the original pet cemetery and maybe you have a, a fondness for it. Um, it's, it, there is a lot of motivation and just major plot hole problems, but you could say that about most horror movies. Um, you know, you could say that about us. The other movie review, and we really like that movie. The problem is here. I'm, I'm not really having. I'm not enjoying anyone except for the Zelda racial flashbacks. Yeah, uh, everything same. else, everything else is mild to uninterested. So um, it's a not recommend for me either. Um, so yeah, it sounds like we're saying if you like horror movies, you could check it out. If not, you could probably skip this one. Uh, so that's that's uh, that's it for Pets Cemetery. Um, coming up, we have. Um, I believe this week we're going to do a f- our first Prime streaming movie, uh, Acrimony, or as uh, Jess calls it, Acronymy. <laughs> <laughs> Just notorious for not calling movies correctly by their name. Uh, so uh, I think I think Jess and Nicole will be on for that episode. Um, so you can check us out at Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, uh, Films Women Pod on Twitter, and I am Brennan underscore Pod Host on Instagram. Uh, you guys have anything else to add before we close out?
1: Um, No, not really.
0: No, yeah, I, not really. I just
2: hope they remaster some more Stephen King movies and hopefully they're better. <laughs>
1: uh, um, Stephen King movies are I don't know. Sometimes they're good like It, but sometimes they can be like just cheesy and bad. Have you seen right. Cujo?
2: That was really
0: that was really interesting. <laughs> or Children of the Corn. Oh, hate Children
2: that. of the Corn. Some, some <laughs> yeah. people will be
0: like, "Oh, that's such a great '80s movie." It's not. Go back and watch it. It's horrible. Children of the Corn is one of the worst movies ever. Uh, uh, well, but yeah, he, I mean, like look at Green Mile, Shawshank. Those are those are Stephen King movies. No, yeah, I guess in. his non-horror movies are were pretty good. <laughs> even the the shining people like that stephen king hates the shining uh he hates the adaptation but uh, uh i was gonna say even though that's probably the best if not the second best Stephen King ever. yeah and uh so that's that's it for the show this week uh, griffin thank you for guest hosting with us oh uh, no problem
2: thank you griffin
0: yeah and uh jess we'll see you uh, next time as usual
1: yep see ya
0: and uh until next time everyone this is brennan signing off saying enjoy your
2: Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod, And check out our website, FilmsWithTheWomen.Libson.com. That's FilmsWithTheWomen.Libson.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.